Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about the grace of God this week, Colin, and you finished yesterday's programme by saying that if there's going to be more of him in our lives, then there's got to be less of us. And maybe that's the rub. And we've been looking at uh, Ephesians. We're going to stay in Ephesians today because um, Paul talks about particular grace. I mean, there's this grace that is given uh, by God to every believer because his great work of grace is that he gives us Christ by the power of his spirit. He gives Christ to be in us and puts us into Christ. I mean, that is all we need, really, all we need. Uh, but then that grace gets released in our lives in particular ways according to what it is that God is asking us to do. So it isn't that uh, if God wants me to serve him in some particular way, I've got to say, Oh, God, somewhere from heaven, give me the grace to do it. Say, no, you've got the grace. The grace is there within you. Now, as you believe me and as you pray, you'll see the release of the grace. As you step out in faith, as you do what it is I'm calling you to do, you'll see that the grace is already there within you, and I will release that grace. And how many of us have been in that situation? You know, God has asked us to do something we thought was totally impossible, and then when we've gone and done it, we might have prayed like fun before we did, but when we've... When we've gone and done it, we found, wow, I just never believed that God could use me in such a way. I never believed that God could speak through me like that. I never believed that I would be able to preach. I never be able to believe that I was able to heal somebody in his name. Never been able to believe that I could help somebody. I never thought I could lead to someone to Christ like that. I'm sure many of us listening have realized, well, the grace of God just enabled us. And you see, Paul was like that. And he, if, if we go back to the beginning of chapter 3, of Ephesians. He says in verse 2, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I've already written briefly. Uh, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, and, and so on. And you see, he's saying, well, look, all this revelation was given to me by grace. All this revelation of who we are in Christ and of what Christ has put into us was given to me by grace. But it wasn't given to me for me. It was given to me for you so that I would not only know and understand and have this revelation myself, but so that you would be blessed. And in these last couple of weeks, we've been talking about you know, how God has given me a fresh revelation of these things, although I've known them for years, fresh revelation of them really. Um, uh, when I was away on holiday. And now what's happening? Well, he didn't give me that revelation for me. I spent hours with the Lord praying, reading scripture, and just um, you know working these things through in my life. But he, he gave it to me so I can come back and all the thousands of people listening now, they can receive revelation. They can receive a life. And you see, this is how God gives to every one of us. He doesn't call us all to preach the gospel like this, but he, he, he calls us all to be witnesses. But he, you know, he, he has different things for each one of us to do. But if Christ is living in you, then the grace to do those things is there within you. And it's, it's always a matter of, well, okay, who's going to do this, me or Christ in me? Am I going to trust in myself or am I going to trust in Christ in me? 
And when when we say there's got to be less of self, I don't mean we've got to, you know, get before God and say, oh, God, there's so much of me. He says, I know. And, and oh, God, you know, deal with all these issues of self and so on in my life. Because actually, the more you do that, the worse you're making the situation because you're still concentrating on yourself. Uh, whereas you see... What God wants us to do is to get our eyes off of ourselves. What does the scripture say? Fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Set your mind, set your heart on things above. Why? Because God wants to give us the revelation that in Christ we have everything. And that because Christ has come to live in us, in him there is everything, all the grace we could ever need. And that from that fullness, he wants to give us grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. He wants to release in our lives the ability to do whatever he's calling us to do. Very, very practical. This is not just speculative theology. This is very, very practical. That from the fullness of the life that God has put within you, you have the grace to do whatever God wants you to do. But the question, Julia, is this. Are you going to trust you or are you going to trust him? And that's the rub, isn't it? That's the rub. And this is why Jesus said, if anyone come after me, he's got to deny himself. He's got to stop trusting himself and start trusting me. And you know, there's so many Christians saying, oh, I'm so weak, I'm so useless. That's actually an advantage. Because if you stop just talking about your weakness and start trusting him, then the grace of God will come in. If you realize how weak you are, then why, why trust in your weakness? Because in you, you have Christ. You have what we talked about yesterday, that immeasurable power of God, that, that power that raised Jesus from the dead is there within you. So who cares about your weakness? It's realizing that, though, isn't it? Now, you've had years of experience at this, Colin, but you, you admit that you used to be quite a timid person. Yes, but you see, from the moment God first revealed this to me, that changed you? In 1970. Changed me immediately. Changed my ministry immediately. Revival broke out in my church immediately. And so that timidity was just melted away like morning well, mist. Well, no, I remained timid in myself. But you see, I can remember, I was in the Anglican church at that time, I can remember saying, I never ever need to minister as an Anglican clergyman again. Now I can live minister as a son of God because I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. So it was liberating. It was liberating. And I realized, wait a minute, when I stand up on Sunday, Christ is going to speak. When I pray with people, Christ is going to heal. Whatever I'm going to do, it's going to be Christ in me. It's not going to be me, it's going to be Christ in me. And I saw, suddenly, I saw I was in a different spiritual world. I saw these miracles happen. I saw people getting healed. I saw lives being changed. But, you know, I still felt the timid person. It was despite you. Oh, it was despite me, you see, because it was Christ in me. It wasn't me, it was Christ in me. And I was trying to hide my timidity. And people were saying, oh, you know, it's wonderful. It's so powerful what is happening. And you're speaking with such authority and you're acting with such authority because, I mean, we were just a bunch of Anglicans at the time. We weren't any of us used to this kind of thing. This was way before the charismatic movement really got underway in any great measure. This was the beginning of things, you know. And... Uh, 
And people were saying all these things, and I was thinking, little do you know how I feel. <laughs> I just feel so out of my depth. I feel I don't know what to do next. And I didn't. And I was literally, it is absolutely true, Julia. I would spend every day, beginning every day with the Lord, saying, Lord, I don't know what to do next. What do I do next? And he would show me, and I'd say, Lord, I don't know how to do that. And he'd say, I will show you how to do it. And, and then he would say, well, I want you to do this. And Lord... I can't do that. I've never done it before. I said, I know you can't, but if you step out in faith, I will do it in you. And this is how I learned all this stuff. So the power that Paul is talking about, the power that raised Jesus from the dead was working in you. It was enabling you. But you see, God didn't put it in me when I realized this. And God gave me the revelation of this. He didn't put it in me. What he showed me is that when I first believed, when I first received the Holy Spirit, that is when he gave me It was in you already. It was in me already. It was in me already, but I didn't realize what I had in me. I only realized a little bit, you know, and I'd seen God move in my ministry already before that in certain ways, but in sort of minimal ways compared to what I was about to, to see unleashed through my life. So let's talk now, Colin, to that person listening to us who is absolutely daunted at the prospect of doing X, Y, Z for God. What would you say to them? Don't do anything for God. Just listen to what the Holy Spirit is doing. See what he puts in front of you to do. And instead of of just saying, I can't, therefore I won't, say, I can't, but Christ in me will. And go forward. And go forward. So there is that person in front of you. You haven't got the foggiest idea how you can love that person. You don't even feel you've got the resources to be able to love that person, but you do. Within you there is the love of God that he has poured into your heart by the Holy Spirit. Scripture says it. So in you there are those resources. So all you need to say is, Lord, you know that I do not have the ability to love that person, but you do, and you live in me. And so now I'm trusting that you in me will love that person. And that's what brings the change. And that's what brings the change. Every time. Every time. When we trust him, Christ, in us to do it, then he will never fail us because that's what he's promised. He will never forsake us. He will never leave us. He said, I am with you always to the end of time. You see, you don't always feel that he's there. I mean, people say to me, you know, um, do you really feel full of power when you preach? I say, if if I only preached when I felt like it, I'd probably preach three times a year. Um <laughs> I don't wait to feel like preaching. I preach because God calls me to preach and gives me the opportunity to preach. When I came into the studio to make this program today, I didn't feel Christ. I didn't feel his presence. As I've been sitting talking, I haven't felt anything. But I know Christ is in me and Christ is speaking through me and Christ is working through me. Because when I came in here, I knew my dependence. I sat down You didn't hear me say it, but I sat down and I was actually saying, Lord, you know I can't do anything, but you are within me, so I'm just believing that you'll come forth now. And so that's how I live my life. That's how I've lived my life for a long time. But God is just bringing me into a fresh revelation. Hey, I can do far more. I can see God move in greater ways than I've ever seen him move because he didn't just give me an anointing. He gave me the fullness. He didn't just give me a little bit of ability. He gave me everything that he ever has to give. And that's true for you, Julia. And it's true for every born-again believer that's listening to us. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 